Welcome to another heroic episode of Disney Versus, where we keep creating new ways to celebrate mediocrity. This is, the, this is the podcast where we have animated discussions about animated movies. I'm Tori. I'm Grace. And I'm Heather. We have a very special guest with us today. Uh, a very old friend of mine. She is probably the most legit person we've had on the podcast so far. It's going to oh, be wow. exciting. Thanks, Tori. Yeah. <laughs> we have actress, producer, Erica Allsides. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hey, yo, what up? How are you, Erica? I'm great. Thank you for inviting me on Disney Versus. I've listened to a lot of great episodes, and I'm excited to be a part of it. Woo-hoo. Thanks for being here. <laughs> Man, she is legit. Yeah. She yeah. Is Thank legit. you for having me. Oh, are you on my IMDb right now? Okay. I am. <laughs> no, I will be later. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Like she has, she has some <laughs> stuff. Like we're gonna watch all of her things. Yeah. Yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I could probably like highlight the top two for you if you just want to watch those two, because they're like. But anyway, I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Yeah. Tell us about, we're, we're, while we're there. Tell us about yourself. Tell us your your journey. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I was born in uh, Texas, and uh, I had a really great friend through middle school and high school uh, named Tori, and uh, he's gone on to do really incredible podcasts. Uh, yeah, I moved uh, to University of Texas at Austin, uh, and then uh, after I graduated, I moved to L.A., and I've been here four years now, uh, doing commercials, doing uh, films, doing a lot of theater, and that's how I'm here today. Woohoo! Hell yeah. See, I told you, she's super, she's super legit. Love the it. most legit. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, just because she awesome. speaks highly of you. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's all it takes. I mean... <laughs> But uh, tell us a little bit about your your Disney journey. Like, what's your favorite Disney movie? Oh, yeah. The Incredibles is my favorite Disney movie. And that's why it's so awesome that that's one of the two uh, today that we're talking about. And then uh, I also really um, have a a soft spot for Lion King and Mulan. Uh, She's going to fit right in. All good choices. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Part of the crew. Yeah. (laughs) So if you're new to the show, welcome. What we've done is we've taken 64 Disney and Pixar movies. We've ranked them in a March Madness style bracket, which is weird to say because it's April now and April is almost over. Mm -hmm. And we uh, (laughs) talk about them, debate them, argue about them until we have a true winner. This is round three. We're back from a very long break and a an epic April Fool's Day prank. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, we we really left you hanging there for a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the big, that was the best cliffhanger in podcast history. Yeah. Sorry that we worried all of you. By the way, uh, I am not sorry. I enjoyed I got every multiple minute complaints. of it. <laughs> Much needed TLC. Um, <laughs> This week's matchups are Hercules versus The Incredibles. I would just like to say, call attention to the fact that Erica mentioned Mulan and Lion King, which are both musicals. And guess which one of these is not a musical, Tori? Hercules is not a musical. Hercules is a musical! Hercules Hercules has a lot of songs set to montage. Think I might have someone on my side. We'll I get, can't say I'm in love. We'll have to get to that in with a musicals. Second. Uh, I feel like we should have done this episode later, closer to um, Incredibles two, but yeah. whatever. We're doing it now. June's a long way away. Not really. Let's get into it. I have a lot to say about the Incredibles, and not that much to say surprise. about Hercules. I not a surprise at all. I'm glad it's Hercules and not a goofy movie. Because 
I would have just abstained from this entire episode if that was the case. Okay, so what did what did Hercules beat to move on to this episode? Hercules beat a goofy movie, much to my chagrin. That's probably the point where Pedro stopped listening to us. Yep. Oh, no. Friends have been lost over this podcast. Oh, wow. The stakes are high. <laughs> Not really. He messaged yeah. me last week. Yes. <laughs> I've, been, I've been cut out of the will with Grace's mom. Oh, no. Yeah, when I chose when I chose Mulan over the Nightmare Before Christmas, shit's getting real. And then what did Incredibles beat? The Incredibles beat Toy Story Two. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. That's a pretty strong victory. Okay, so which do we want to hash up first? Ooh, let's hash up Hercules. You said you had uh, less to say about that one, so we yeah. can get it out of the way fast. Or maybe think up some stuff on the spot. That'll yeah. be great. Yeah. Let's, let's put you on your toes, Tori. That's what this is about. What? Yes. <laughs> Got it. Welcome to Tori's Toes podcast. So Hercules is a musical and it does have value and it has a great villain. It has good heroes. It has good supporting characters. Really, Tori, I don't know what your problem is with this movie. Like I've said previously, Hercules is probably my, my bottom three for the Disney movies from the 90s. Like, it's just not as strong as the other ones. It's barely worse than The Little Mermaid. Like, it's probably tied with The Little Mermaid for second least favorite for me. Why? That's because uh, Ariel is just the worst. And, like, a lot of the rules in Hercules <laughs> makes no sense to me. Like, I was thinking about it the other day. And I, I, I absolutely hate the mm-hmm. only yeah. gods can live on Mount Olympus. Like, I hate that rule. And the way it can't be, oh yeah, like why can't Zeus bend that rule? There's this whole thing about mythology. I don't know if you heard about it, but it's separate from Disney. Really, <laughs> really, you're this entire yeah. this entire movie decides to ignore all of mythology for this not one. All, not all, not yeah, all. It, it picks and chooses from Greek mythology. Exactly. It picks and chooses, but there's a lot that it does not follow. And the thing I hate, like I was thinking about the difference between Hercules and Thor. Like, Thor is cast out because he's a dick, basically. He has to learn a lesson. Right. Hercules is a victim. Really, really sexy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he was too sexy for (laughs) the whole world, so they sent him to Earth. Yeah. Oh, Thor, yeah. Hercules is stolen as a child, so it's completely not his fault. And He's then, a victim. Yeah, but I do think it's like convenient for the hero's journey for him to have to like you know go make, become a hero in order to achieve this goal. I, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I mean, it makes me think that you know Zeus and Hera are not good parents, but it it it, it does make it convenient for the plot of the story. Like Zeus is the master of Olympus, and he can't bend his own rules. It's like the end of Aladdin when the Sultan's like, "Oh, you like this guy now? I'm gonna break the entire Agrabah tradition up until now." Okay, but that's the fucking Sultan who likes crackers and shit. So <laughs> with like Mount Olympus though, they're fucking gods and like they have to go by strict rules, otherwise everyone's gonna try to do everything because they're all they're all all powerful in their own way. So there has to be some sort of structure and I think and I think Zeus is trying to set an example of like not bending the rules because it's his kid. You know, he's like, I'm setting a, I'm setting an example. I think Zeus would be the main one to break okay. rules. Okay. Here's the thing. Zeus is a demigod. He's not born to two god parents. Zeus is a demigod or Hercules? Hercules. Is Sorry, Hercules. Okay. Hercules. So he's not born to two 
So that makes sense that he's not allowed. In mythology, because he's not it makes full sense. God. But in this movie, it yeah. make it seem like Hera is his mother. Clearly Hera is his mother. Right. Clearly Hercules is born of two gods, Hera and Zeus. In this film, it is. But in, there's yeah. a in, reason. In Disney version. Right. <laughs> I'm fine that they bended the why, but mm-hmm. they needed a reason. They needed to create a reason for him to have to prove himself and for him to be earthbound. Yeah. Right. So, like... Mm-hmm. And Zeus and Hera I'm fine with, were like... I'm fine with, like, cutting out the whole subplot of Zeus actually slept with someone else for yeah. the sake of a Disney movie. Well, mm-hmm. he slept with a lot of other people. I mean, they were both, like, well, terrible parents, and they had a really messed up marriage. Yeah. And I think that yeah, Disney's just trying to, like, avoid having any of that. Yeah, they're cutting all that out. Like they do in every other movie they make. Yeah. That's so fine. basically, like... They're spitting a bow at that. If the parents are going to be around, they have to be shitty parents, right? So usually mm-hmm. Disney just cuts the parents out or has them die early, but... These are parents that are like okay with like leaving Hercules completely on his own on a different you know earth. That's 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 one of my bigger things. It's just like I I hate the I hate the rules of I hate that rule, and then I previously said I just hate Hercules as a character because he's so plain. Like he's 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 like Superman. He's the worst. He's a good guy. Yes. He's like he's like Superman. He's the worst. Mr. Incredible's he's a good so... guy. That was good. I fucking hate Superman too. So like that's why I was like. <laughs> I hate Superman. I don't really have a problem with Hercules as a character. I feel like you know yeah. he's just a really, um, you know, uh, good person, and he's very idealistic, and he's very young, and he has this idea he wants to like you know uh, uh, please everyone. And I think that's a pretty common thing that a lot of people go through when they're still really young, like when they're their first coming of age. So I don't mm-hmm. dislike him. I think it's relatable. And then so many like things are happening around him that make it difficult for him. You know, like being strong would be um, boring if everything was a strength test. But sometimes he has other tests of character, like uh, mm-hmm. risking his life to save Meg and, and the other, um, let's see... Yeah, I don't know, but I didn't really like Hercules that much either, so I don't know why I'm trying so hard to defend him. Ah, <laughs> damn. Because you still got to see him, like, stumble a lot in the beginning, too, and that's what made his, like, power set, pretty much, uh, like, kind of interesting, because you see him trying to get used to his powers, like, his, his strength at the very beginning, pretty much. Yeah. So he fucks up a lot, and it's just like, oh, you know, like, oh, no, because everyone's like, Jerkules and shit, you know, but... Then he goes and gets trained, and then it's all good. Okay, so that was like strength-wise almost endearing, right? Because I know that's what they were aiming for. But I rewatched that movie, and he basically completely ruins their like whole like buildings are falling when he messes yes. up. So it's not like oh, yeah. I like accidentally knocked something over. He ruins the base guy's livelihood. <laughs> he destroys buildings. People are running for their lives. Like this is not like. This is not a small problem. He, like, really terrorizes this town without meaning to. But, yeah, but he also tried to go fix it, which, like, that's, that's like, Admirable. part of the, mm-hmm. like, endearing, yeah, like, part of, like, whatever for him, you know, because he, because he saw that he fucked up. He could see that it was, about, like, all about to happen, and he tried his hardest to, like, mm-hmm. make sure that it didn't, but it totally fucking did because he had, like no sense of like what the fuck to do yeah and that goes back to him being young mm-hmm. i'm about to do something that i never do i'm going to uh say that something should be like man of steel what if hercules had been man of steel but with songs i think it would have been better i i may need to watch man of steel a second time i think you do because even i don't remember it but... go with me um <laughs> if if hercules if hercules's whole thing had been about whether or not to use his powers like he hates he he's awkward with his powers 
if his whole thing had been like, should I use my powers to help people or should I hide them? If that has been, if that had been his thing and in learning that if learning to be a hero, hmm, explain it better. If you take Zeus out of the middle, if you take Zeus out of the middle, if Zeus didn't set him on his path, I think I would have liked it a little bit more. Because if, if Hercules has struggled okay. throughout the movie... Because that's what you're hung up on? Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to rationalize it in my head. How can I make this better for myself? Um, if Hercules had been trying to hide his powers because he didn't know what to do with them, and like, hey, I've been teased and made fun of for having these powers since I'm a kid, so screw these powers. They don't exist anymore. I'm just going to be a regular dude. That would have been interesting. Mm-hmm. And then somehow towards the end... He decides, hey, I'm going to actually save people. I feel like that would have been better growth for me, personally. Subjective. Like, maybe at the end he finds out, oh, I'm actually a god. Oh, my father is Zeus. It all makes sense. Like, that kind of thing. Yeah, you can keep Hades as the villain. Like, Hades is like the dark specter that keeps, why does this building, why does this town keep catching on fire? And then Hades kind of reveals himself. And you can keep Meg. Mm -hmm. And you can keep, you know, Phil... And you can, I mean, you can't keep Pegasus because, I mean, how are you going to explain a winged horse? But I mean, keep everything else and then just put put Zeus and everybody at the end. I think that's a great idea because when we meet Zeus kind of in the center and he's like, oh, I haven't seen you in 18 years and I lost you forever, but, uh, you know, go have a good time becoming a hero on your own and nothing I can do. It just feels so uh, like this is a terrible father. Because, you know, he's been missing his son for 18 years, and that's his reaction. So if he doesn't find out till the end, it would make more sense, because then he doesn't even know that his son is alive. Like, all this time, Hercules Mm -hmm. has been missing. They thought that he was probably dead. Mm -hmm. Um, That way, you know, Hercules could go on the whole journey. And then the end, when he gets accepted and found by his family, it would feel more genuine. Because I did remember watching this and thinking, like, wow, that dad doesn't really care that much about him. Yes, he does nothing to help him. He's so freaking cryptic the whole movie. And we check in with Zeus, let's say, 10 years after he's been trained. And he's like, yes, I'm the best guy. I'm the LeBron James of Greece. <laughs> and I'm still not a true hero. And Zeus is like, nah, you still nah. can't you still can't live on Mount Olympus. And I'm not going to tell you how. I hate that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you set him on his quest. self-discovery kind of thing. That's how I see it. I, I see it as instead of going and testing your strength and beating all these people for, like, funsies... Do it for the people versus for you. That's my thing, too. In my version, it's the same thing, except you don't have freaking cryptic Zeus giving him, you know, (laughs) like thought bubbles of, hey, you're not a true hero yet, but I'm not going to tell you how to get there. And he figures it out on his own. Because if he tells him how to do it, then it's like a cheat sheet. So he's like, so that's part of the self-discovery thing. You got to make him learn the hard way. Go. <laughs> I think it's fine that uh, he's learning the hard way. I just don't think that Zeus should be even in there if he's just not going to be helpful. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, he is because he's 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 uh, he's sort of trying to zero Hercules in on like a goal of some sort because at first Hercules was just like, "I'm strong. What do I do?" So Zeus was like, "Well, I'm your dad. Fun fact. And <laughs> how you can come live with me is if you become a hero. Put that strength to use. Go." 
Here's how you can go, like, here's who you can go train with. You're not good enough already to come live with me as my son. You have to prove your worth <laughs> to me and the world before you can live with me. And it's not just him. So it's not just him that he has to prove himself to, though. It has, it has it's to be, everyone. like, all, it, it's, it's all of the Greek gods. Because yeah. they're not going to just be like, oh, you're kind of strong, but you don't glow? Eh, come on. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's got to earn his glow, man. And then... Like, there's the thing of, like, I was talking with, with Heather the other day about, like, being a true hero. What if the other people that feel trained, of course, they're not gods, but what if they figured out how to be a true hero? Like, what if Achilles, if he didn't have shit ankles, had figured out how to be a true hero? Could he have lived on Mount Olympus? I thought of something after that conversation, by the way. He didn't have any, um, like, Greek god blood, uh, like, in him, though. Mm-hmm. I know, but and the I thing think is... That, and I think that's one of the turning points of, like... That's why he's allowed, is because he has god blood. Yes. But he always had god blood. But it wasn't pure. Yeah, at first... It wasn't pure because the poison in the beginning. He had enough god blood that he was living on Mount Olympus. Yeah, and then he lost everything but his strength because of that yeah. very last drop. Every last drop. <laughs> you mean if he finds out. If. If it's good. If it's good. I think we find a way to get that quote in every time we talk about Hercules. We'll find some way. Good. Now that my my big gripe is out of the way, something constructive that I think you guys can actually agree with me. Hercules, it's a musical, right, Grace? It is a musical. Why doesn't adult Hercules have a song? Because he's not a singer, right? I mean, he... Why doesn't adult Hercules? Yes, like young, the only yeah. time Hercules sings is when he's a teenager and he fucking gets it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Tate Donovan is the voice, right? He, yes, uh, that's adult Hercules. Yeah, so I don't think he's a singer. And then uh, they actually have a different singing young Hercules than the person who played young Hercules. That's fine. So if you look on IMDb, that's fine. That's stock Disney. Like actors don't sing sometimes. That's okay. But I think after, uh, what is it? Like when Hercules loses his 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 cool after um, Zeus is like you're still not a you're still not what? a god can't no that would have been a that would have been a perfect time to reprise go the distance again because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Hercules will feel like he's gone the distance but like I actually wrote down like maybe call the song gone the distance because uh, like mm. go the distance reprise part two it just doesn't roll off the tongue but I feel like like everybody sings except. Hercules, again. Well, adult Hercules. So what's so? Wait, what's your question? Why? No, it's not a question. I'm just thinking. Like, what do you guys think? Do you think adult Hercules should have sang? It's a musical. I mean, I'm fact checking you right now. So. Uh, what do you mean? <laughs> like that he didn't have a song? Yeah. There is no song. Hercules doesn't sing again. Yeah, adult Hercules doesn't have a song. Um, I think it would have been a nice conclusion to have him singing uh, some version of you know I went the distance. Yeah, I think that would have been a nice way to wrap it up. But I also think it, it's clear that he went the distance because he's that's when he turned um, <laughs> into Steve. a god. So I don't think it was necessary. But I love songs, so I would have been happy with another song mm-hmm. or another like reprisal of an earlier song. Yeah, would have been would have been great. Yeah. I, the only thing that like keeps coming to mind is um is in Aladdin, like his his reprise, riff raff street rent. I don't buy that. Because mm-hmm. that was basically like a re- that was basically a reprise, right? Or am I thinking of something completely different? That's something completely different because he only sings that once too. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, that's the kind of scenario that I would think of if they came mm-hmm. if they came up with like a reprise for gone, Go the Distance, Gone the Distance. Now that's just in my head. Thing. See, I went the distance. You're yeah, welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. That would be like the angsty middle, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or it could be like Moana with her reprise and of of I Am Moana or whatever. She sings that song. Moana like five only times. has like four she songs. Does. Yeah, but she sings three of them. At least Aladdin got to sing his song and A Whole New World. Yeah, well, it's definitely a musical because you don't need to have the main character yeah. sing more than one song. Yeah. And he does sing a song as, you know, a, a younger Hercules. Mm-hmm. And there are multiple songs in it, so it's definitely a musical. There are also multiple songs about him while he's an adult. Yeah. It's a musical. Like the montage I, and stuff. Yeah, if characters start singing, it's a musical. Yeah, <laughs> like... I'm not I'm not debating whether it's a musical. I'm just saying, why does an adult Hercules get a song? I don't know. I wonder if it's a deleted scene. It might be. Yeah, they might have just been concerned about the runtime. Yeah. You know, they're singing what they needed to... Um, you know, to finish everything. I think there were some bigger plot issues, like the satyr Phil. I think uh, he's got a lot of issues. <laughs> you know, he opens peeping. Uh, uh, he's a peeping tom on these ladies, and then uh, oh, later yeah. he gives up on Hercules very quickly in his moment of need. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he's like, "Oh, you know, Meg, she's betrayed you. Uh, she's a fraud," and then he just like runs away without ever explaining his evidence for that or why yeah. he thinks that. So yeah, I think I think Phil is a bigger a bigger issue. Than Hercules now having an adult Hercules now having a song. I think it's because he, in my head right now, I'm thinking of Phil as the babysitter and Hercules as the baby. And Hercules threw a tantrum and he threw a really big tantrum, mm-hmm. which ended up in Phil getting hurt. And he was like, mm-hmm. fuck this and left. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he got thrown into like weights and he's just like, you're ungrateful and you're a little shit. The end, I guess. I saw that, but I felt like he really didn't try very hard to explain to, you know, the, this character that he's supposed to be mentoring. Uh, he didn't give any evidence. He just started insulting Meg a lot. And then he was like, she's a fraud. He didn't say, oh, I overheard her speaking to Hades yeah. about killing you. Yeah. Or, you know, that that would have been much more helpful. And also, what did he think was going to happen? Did he think that, like, Hercules is going to die is, and the world yeah. is going to be okay? That Hades is going to take over the world and that's not going to affect you, Phil? I was like, dude, you're not thinking very far in advance. I agree with you, but I think that's one of those plot moments where, hey, if so-and-so would have just listened for two more seconds... All of this would have been wrapped up in a nice, neat package. Yeah, because they were also having a back and forth. I don't think Phil explained himself because Hercules kept Mm -hmm. interrupting him. Yeah. And so he kept Mm -hmm. just trying to get something in of like, yeah, but she's bad. Yeah, but the... Yeah, but fraud. Right, yeah. But then a little bit later, they're like, oh, we need Phil to save Hercules. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. When Mag frees uh, Pegasus, mm-hmm. and then uh, Meg and Pegasus are both like, oh, we have to find Phil in order to rescue Hercules. And I was like, what? Why do you need Phil? Phil could, like, Hercules could be dead before you find Phil and bring him to where Hercules is. Mm-hmm. It's like, why do you need, why do you need Mickey to encourage Rocky when Rocky's the best? Stuff like that. Yeah. This person brings something out of you that no one else can. And I kind of figured it as um, Meg betrayed Hercules, so Hercules doesn't pay attention to her anymore, but he'll pay attention to Phil because Phil didn't betray him. He betrayed Phil. Phil has not lied. That we know of. I'm sure that character <laughs> has lied, but yes. <laughs> All the yeah. side bets that Phil placed on Hercules. <laughs> Phil's getting rich right? off of Hercules yeah. and not telling oh, sure. anybody. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yo. Did you see all that gold raining down? He was just like, hell yeah. yeah. Phil had his pockets out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. While we're talking about um, music and singing, I was looking through uh, trivia, 
and this would have changed the movie substantially the spice girls were approached to uh be the voices of the music what? that would have changed hmm. everything hell yeah i can't imagine the spice girls singing no. gospel it would have spiced it up <laughs> i'm sure they wouldn't have done gospel true like i th- they probably just would have done spice girls versions <laughs> They would have, they would have taken Spice Girls songs and redone refit them for Hercules. Pretty much. <laughs> I don't know like that. But oh dear God. Yeah. yeah, it would have probably been whatever style they already were doing. Because if they tried gospel and it sounded bad, mm-hmm. they would just be like, Oh, just sing it like you sing pop songs. Mm-hmm. I think they probably could have pulled it off though. They all have very strong voice voices voice. One singular voice, the three of them. Um, the multiples of them, I guess. That's like five. five of them, yeah. right? I was like, I can't remember actually how many there are. Yeah, but... We know a lot of Spice Girls. Ginger, Posh, Baby, Victoria, Scary. I think there are five. <laughs> oh, my. Victoria Spice. <laughs> He's got this. Oh, Posh. Yeah. <laughs> and... I was, it's been a long time. I was <laughs> listening to uh, One Say I'm in Love earlier, and I had the... This is, what was this, 1997? Why didn't Destiny's Probably. Child do a cover of this? Good question. All right. That would have been so good. Yeah. Like, have Beyonce sing lead, duh, and then just have the have others Beyonce be... get on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, I bought Beyonce tickets for September. Or, oh, sorry, nice. for October. Yes, it did. That's going to be really good. Mm-hmm. I'm very, very jealous. Nice. <laughs> I haven't seen... Beyonce since she was in Destiny's Child at the Astrodome at the rodeo. Astrodome. (laughs) Yeah. Good times. Right. Uh, Are we good to switch over to the Incredibles? Yeah, sure. Grace, do you have anything else that you that, like? I you don't. It. This is tough for me because I really do love the Incredibles. I just know there's there's a lot of bias involved. And so I just, I worry about them not getting... So I wanted to try to have you say anything positive. <laughs> anything. No. I like Hercules. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like Hercules. I think it's a good story. I think it's a fun story. I think it's entertaining and well-paced. And they're really memorable, good songs. It's got a solid villain. It's funny. There are lots of one-liners. It's smart. There are a lot of jokes that you wouldn't get as a six or seven year old. That as an adult, I'm like, wow. Yep, there are a lot of jokes really... that you would get a, get as a twelve or thirteen year old. Yeah, and, <laughs> and p- part of that is adult humor, and then part of it is knowing your mythology. Yeah. Um, I didn't get so IXII until I was in college. Full disclosure. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I like it, but I also like The Incredibles. So let's go that way too. Cool beans. I wrote down a lot of things. I wrote down all the things. Did you? Yeah, I did. I filled up a page. I wanted to talk about Bob and Helen as parents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hypothetically, if I was a parent, I would say that Bob and Helen did a lackluster job of preparing their super-powered kids. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I think that's obvious, but I also think that they were meant to be shown to be doing the best job they could. Yeah. I think I talked about this in the last episode we, where we talked about The Incredibles. I think this is such a great example of the ups and downs of parenting. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a babysitter, and they're going to be 13. And, you know, yeah. they can call an ambulance or the cops. <laughs> yeah. But how equipped are they really? to you know lead your children now that's when you get like uncle frozone to come babysit your kids because he knows what's up right and he can handle it 
that's a good call. Why did they not call him? Yeah, you could ice any problem that came up. I mean, <laughs> like, Lucius, mom's going off somewhere. We're going to go see, take care of Jack-Jack. Lucius would have been slow on the uptake and be yeah. like, wait, what? What do I do with? Oh, now they're gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I thought this was a good example of parenting's hard and you've got this conflict between um, husband and wife and they're trying to present as a team, as a bonded team, um, except they're not at first, except Helen Parr has to really call Mr. Incredible out and be like, hey, I need you, I need you here, I need you present, I need you to pay attention and be involved in this and not just give in to let Dash get away with everything. So you see them struggling as a couple and as a parent team. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that. I think it's as realistic as a superhero family can be. Beyond that, my issue is um, in a world where superheroes have been outlawed and people have been hurt by superheroes, there is, there's potential for, um, as a comic book fan, I grew up reading and watching the X-Men. So I have that in my head as let's say for instance violet or dash or later on jack jack let's say jack Mm -hmm. jack has an episode where he turns into you know rage monster in the middle of class Mm -hmm. kids are going to be scared some kids may make fun of him and they Mm. need to be able to protect themselves as they get older i mean they Mm -hmm. i think this is a smart idea in retrospect thankfully they don't have powers that are outwardly dangerous I mean, Mr. Mm-hmm. Incredible, he's he's super strong. That may freak some people out. But, mm-hmm. I mean, let's, what if there was a way that you needed to protect yourself? Like a rocket's about to destroy the plane that you're on and you're unprepared. Mm-hmm. What if mm-hmm. what if Violet hadn't said ow when, uh, when Helen threw the bag at her and Helen and mm-hmm. Dash had stayed hidden the entire time and they still got yeah. rockets shot at them? Kids would have been screwed. Nobody would have known what to do. Helen would have known how to bail out, but the kids were unprepared. If she had known her kids were there. Yes, Mm -hmm. her her kids would have been unprepared on how to protect themselves. And I think that's a failing of Bob and Helen. Yes, I understand you should be able to, yes, you should shelter them from showing off, but Mm -hmm. you should be able to know what you can do. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that's a huge that's a huge gap in raising them. I feel like they've I feel like they've had to jump around houses so much because of either accidental powers, like something going like, you know, mm-hmm. Violet going invisible in class because she got embarrassed and she's like, the fuck, where am I? And then, you know, Dash running somewhere and everyone's like, where the fuck did he go? I think there have probably been so many accidents and, and uh, accidental moves caused by that that they're basically just like don't use your powers yeah like everyone you know like it's 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 pretty much outlawed you know like mm-hmm. we can't do anything about it um because we already did try to fight the good fight and we lost so just don't don't use it you know and that's mm-hmm. why and that's why violet even comes out and she's like but you said not to use our powers and i think and i think that's why i think it yeah. was i think i think because they had to move around so much they were like just don't do it 
you know, and that's just that's a, a panic. Idea. That's just a pan like a panicking parent thing. I also think we have a tendency to shelter children, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a lot of things here that you know you could be teaching young kids that we usually don't. Like you could start, you know, uh, very young teaching self defense. Some people do, but a lot of people don't. A lot of people are like, well, you can choose once you're an adult if you want to learn. Um, these more dangerous skills. Right. So I don't think that's even unique to just, you know, these parents not going out of their way to teach, you know, Dash and Violet to control what they're doing. Plus, where would they be learning that? They don't really have a safe space for them to work on those kind of powers because their house is easily, you know, destroyable. They live in the suburbs. Yeah, they'd have to go into their backyard. No, even in their backyard, though, that would be so easily observable. You know, you see how close those cookie cutter houses are. Oh, yeah. So I think that their decision to try to keep themselves hidden and anonymous was, um, you know, the 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 only choice they could make you could either be anonymous or you could work on your powers mm-hmm. right or you could live somewhere really rural which is probably what i would go for yeah like bob was practicing at a train was working out at a train yard and he had to be really careful and yeah. i think you would just have to teach your kids like start start slow like okay let's go to you know, a track at the middle of the night and dash. Let's see how fast you can go. Well, even that, though, if you're in the city, you're going to be seen. So I would definitely say first go somewhere really rural mm-hmm. where, you know, you, you don't have a lot of people that will observe you. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, I think it'd probably be better if they knew their powers right away. And I think sometimes it's hard to convey to children how dangerous something is because uh, both Dash and Violet were not really concerned about, you know, getting caught. Even the parents weren't concerned by getting uh caught by someone like syndrome so they really they weren't even teaching their kids really what was like the biggest thing to be afraid of do you know what i mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and then at the end of the movie and then as a mm-hmm. again as a comic book nerd something that i love is power team-ups like when they combine yeah, uh-huh. their powers yes. and yes. at the end of the movie when syndrome is getting away with jack they have no idea what to do and it takes <laughs> them quite a while to figure out oh just throw helen Mm-hmm. Like yeah. if you had if you had practiced and been prepared, yes. yeah, you would have gone. You would have come to that automatic. They're not prepared. Conclusion, yeah. yeah. And that's one <laughs> thing I like. Uh, seeing the trailer for Incredibles two, they have a trampoline move. So clearly they've been yeah. practicing. <laughs> oh, superheroes yeah. are back. This is a regular thing. Oh, we need to yeah. we need to rehearse. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I would want my children to be superheroes with me at that age. Yeah. I think it makes sense when they're on the island, they have absolutely no other choice. So it's really, it's like a fight or die situation. But then once they're back to civilization, I wouldn't want, you know, like a 12 year old or however old they're supposed to be to be really fighting it out as often. Because also kids don't have that judgment as well defined as adults do. Yeah. And mm-hmm. fighting can be unexpectedly dangerous and they really are risking their lives every single time they get involved in any kind of, you know, superpowered conflict. So yeah. I would just try to get them to stay um, anonymous and not fight once we left the islands. I think that's why most of the commercials you see, you see uh, Dash and Violet in the house with Bob. Yeah. Probably Helen is like, y'all stay here, especially since the government is like, we need Elastic Girl, you know? And so she's like, okay, everybody else stay home. Mm -hmm. Like, I got this. this. Like, just stay here, go to school. That's your job. Go, you know, like, that's probably what, that's probably what that is. Until, of course, everyone's called into action. Erica, your entire scenario, during your entire scenario, okay. I can only think of one comparison. Batman and Robin. <laughs> Batman takes a 12-year-old to fight crime with him. Everything oh, yes. about the relationship <laughs> between Batman and Robin is appropriate. <laughs> the whole thing. Literally everything. 
even the green yeah. tights. I'm absolutely kidding. I'm and the bat nipples. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm not even talking about bat nipples. I'm talking about like like let's let's just stay comic books. Bat, uh, Robin is in a green speedo. Let's keep it real. Another character question I had is Bob and Lucius being friends. Uh, Heather and I talked about this. We talked about a lot of this before Infinity War. Yeah. I'm guessing at the date, the time period for The Incredibles being around the 50s and 60s, there aren't a lot of people of color in The Incredibles. Not a, none of them have speaking roles except for Lucius and his off-screen wife, who we don't know is black. Mm-hmm. She could be white. Who knows? Which adds another layer to this. Mm-hmm. Let's say this isn't set in modern day. This is very progressive that people have embraced the friendship of Mr. Incredible and Frozone. Wait, what makes you think that this is set in the 50s or 60s? The movie. The movie. Huh. You know the the movie. music. Uh, the cars. I see. I never considered it to be set. I always considered it to be set in modern day. But mm. there's a series of newspapers that get laid down when the Incredibles are. Yeah. Disbanded. Yeah, when, when superheroes are. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if those have dates because in, I thoroughly. Ex- I assumed. They, no, he has a computer. Yeah, it's modern day. Is he working on a... He is, because it's they have, like, the flashbacks to when he was younger, before the kids were born, like, when Elastigirl and him met. Okay. But, yeah. I mean, that's just, you know, however many years it was since their marriage. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, so okay. they're not in, like, the 60s. Okay. I'm just thinking yeah. of, like, the newsreel, right. like, whenever the superheroes were getting yeah. expanded and stuff like that, like, how it was, like, mm-hmm. going across and stuff, and, like, how we don't see that ever. <laughs> Yeah, no, I definitely think it's modern day. And then when they, when the teacher recorded Dash and he was like, here, I got it on tape, but mm-hmm. he, you know, was leaving thumbtacks, you know, and then they were like watching that. I'm like, that's not something that could have been done, oh, yeah. you know, too far back in the past. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah he's using a VCR. Mm-hmm. This, he's definitely using a VCR. It came out in 2004. So, yeah, I mean, that was already, yeah, you know, could have been... 14 years ago, right? Yeah. 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 And it could have been set, it could have been set like that... in the 90s or something like that. Sure. Because I'm, I mean, VHS. Sure. That. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. sure. But also, schools are, like, mm-hmm. behind in technology yeah. anyway. So it could have been set in 2004 yeah, when the film came out and they would still have a VCR. Like, because yeah, they I'm had... Sure, I'm sure some schools... I know we didn't have DVDs have when I was in elementary school. Schools still yeah. had, like, VCRs mm-hmm. like, until, like, 2000, you know, I don't know, five or two at least, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it was modern day. So the question was about Frozone, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's particularly progressive because I think it's set in this time and they only have one black character. But I do think they wanted you to... Um, I think they were trying to imply that the wife was black. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, she's off screen. We don't know. We, we can assume, but, I mean, mm-hmm. until we see her. If, if... I'll be interested to see if there's more diversity yeah. in the next yeah. movie. So. I think there is. I think, I want to say Void is... And we've got, um, what's-her-face? The slum chick. Mirage. Mirage. Who seduces... Mirage. Yeah, she's one of... Who's probably Asian-American. Yeah, she's one of five... Like people of color that I counted. Mm-hmm. Ooh, who are the other three? Just, I was gonna say it's a pretty small cast also, to begin yeah. with. I'm talking like I'm I'm talking like people that have you know like of people that have speaking lines. There are three if we're assuming that Honey is black. Honey is Lucius's wife. Wait, honey, the wife? Suit? Yeah, because yeah. she says she says she says mm-hmm. no when they leave to go bowling. Uh, she says say hi to Honey mm-hmm. for me. Uh, yeah. Is his last name Sweet? Am I, did I make that up? No, that's from Atlantis. 
No, you're mixing up Lucius your black Sweet characters. Lucius Sweet is a Simpsons character. Oh. Never mind. And you're right. Also, Joshua Sweet from Atlantis. Hmm. I made okay. I forget what Lucius is. <laughs> I need to see what Lucius' last name is. Uh-oh. Are we about to, I, like, pause for this right now? Yeah, I need to see this. Okay, but if I'm it's thinking about... I'm, I'm thinking about all of the speaking characters. So we've got the Pars, which is four speaking characters. We've got yeah. the Babysitter. Yeah. We've got Mirage and... Syndrome. 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 Mm-hmm. And we've got Kid Syndrome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. we got Edna. Edna. We've got Frozone and Honey. His last name is Best, by the way. Frozone okay. Best? No, it's Lucia, Lucius Best. Oh, okay. We've got Mr. Incredible's boss. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it, right? We've got the, uh, we've got the NSA agent. Okay. So I feel like, like there just aren't that many speaking characters to begin with. Oh, and the cop. Who shoots at the black guy? Just saying. <laughs> My whole argument falls apart if uh, this is set oh, in Oh, yeah. No, day. I think it is. I, I think it is. Because it didn't say anywhere that it, it wasn't. And then um, mm-hmm. yeah. normally that's the default. What See? city do we think this is set in? What city? City? Mm. Yeah. Springfield. Definitely not Springfield. Needs Would more skyline. My thought is Chicago. Um, Bob. Or maybe Boston. Yeah. Boston. What are you chuckling at? <laughs> Well, so Springfield is a Simpsons joke, but oh no, I know there are like a bunch of Springfields. Everything happens in Springfield, though. That that was my joke. (laughs) Okay, gotcha. But Chicago does seem like a more reasonable because it's obviously a pretty big city. Yeah, and it's close to a bay. Mm -hmm. So that makes me think Boston. Yeah, so would Boston or Chicago? Chicago has a lake, not a bay. Oh yeah, but a lake. Is it supposed to be a specific city though? Because sometimes they try to. I I don't think so. Yeah. No, we're just kind of guesstimating right now. Like, I think the name of the city is actually Metroville, which is so Probably. incredibly vague. Mm-hmm. Probably on the outskirts of like Metropolis. Something that I thought you would find funny is uh, stuff about Edna. Oh, yes, always. I was watching this with the director commentary, and Brad Bird thought it was funny. Like He's, he's glad they made the switch when uh, Helen is crying she has toilet paper Mm -hmm. and brad bird says in the commentary he thought it was funny because she wouldn't invest in kleenex because edna believes in no crying (laughs) yeah (laughs) edna is is the most no bs character in all of animation Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. she's based on a real person too Mm -hmm. she based on um i just read that it's like a fashion designer or someone that she's based on it was like really incredible i didn't see the person but really incredible uh, yeah, she's incredible. <laughs> There's no other word to describe her. <laughs> I'm gonna have to count this when I'm editing and check our pun count. Yeah, <laughs> got a good handful so far. It yeah. says that some people believe that Edna is based on the real life fashion designer Edith Head, uh, but apparently that was not confirmed. So, mm. oh, okay. Yeah, but there was a real life fashion designer who, uh, you know, was like that. That's not surprising. I think it's true. <laughs> I think it was based on her. It definitely looks exactly like her. Right? <laughs> exactly. Oh, wow. That cannot be based off of anyone else. There was one more thing that I wrote down. Violet, I thought. Violet as a character? Violet is, I think, my favorite character because of... Because you have a crush on How her. subtle... No. 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 Not... <laughs> I only have eyes for Elastigirl. Are you kidding me? Come on. 
Those hips, though. Dim curves, though. Are you daft, woman? <laughs> oh, another thing from the commentary. You know the Rough. scene where uh, where Helen checks herself in the mirror? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That uh, Brad Bird actually put that in there because he thinks that, like, he grew up in a house full of women, and he thinks that women are too hard on themselves sometimes, most of the time. Mm-hmm. So, yep. like, he's he's like... <laughs> I, I, I forget who the other guy was. I think it was the director and one of the producers. They were like, that's that's an amazing, like, they were basically like, she looks great. And she's like being too hard on herself. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that's a great moment. Mm-hmm. True to life. <laughs> you had said, you had said, you know how like girls are too hard on themselves. All three of us were like, yeah, yeah. go on. <laughs> <laughs> what are you yes, talking about? I've never heard about that in my life. <laughs> I don't Guys. experience that ever. Women always accept compliments. They always think they oh, look great. Yeah. They're never worried about what to wear or whether or not to wear makeup. Never. Never. Revolutionary statement, guys. Revolutionary <laughs> statement. I live in LA. I would know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Violet as a character is uh, her development is very, I think it's more in your face than anybody else's. Well, not in your face. It's it's more covert because she starts out with the she starts the movie at like if you look at her hair that's mm-hmm. the big that's the big uh Indicator. tell mm-hmm. she starts the movie with her hair covering her face and then she has the um the episode on the plane where she can't protect her family mm-hmm. right afterwards there's this instant where there's the instant where her mom where she's trying to apologize and her mom is saying, it's not your fault. Uh, you're stronger than you know. And then she gets the mask. And then her hair is covering half of her face mm-hmm. with the mask. And then the next time you see her, she's practicing her powers in a way of saying, I'm not going to let that happen again. I'm not going to mm-hmm. screw up the same way I did before. Mm-hmm. And then... You go through the fight with um, them escaping throughout the jungle and they meet up with her parents. And then somehow, I don't know where she got a headband from. Mm -hmm. She has a headband and you can see her face and she's Mm -hmm. in control. Mm -hmm. Her face is never covered again. She's, I don't know what grade she's in. Let's say she's a freshman in high school. Probably. Yeah. That or... Since she's so awkward, it's probably like middle school because she seems yeah. really moody in the second in the second movie too. So it's like yeah. probably somewhere in like middle school, early high school. Probably like yeah. twelve or thirteen. Yeah. Well, how real. old do we yeah. think Dash is? I was thinking eight. Eight or Dash 10. is ten. Okay. Yeah, I would say ten or eleven. That means Jack Jack was an oopsie baby. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, Not Dash has to be though. at least old enough. So he has to at least be in middle school because there's track involved. No. Yeah. It says elementary school track meet. Yeah. On the sign. Mm-hmm. What elementary school has and track? And his graduation from the fourth grade to the fifth grade. Yeah. So he's in the, oh. he's going from the fourth grade to the fifth grade. That's yeah. true. Yeah. I was like, I remember the fourth grade graduation and they're like, this is a thing that they're just inventing. And I'm like, yeah, that's a great example of a invented celebration. Yeah. Side story. Yeah. When I was at work, a lady was getting a viola for her uh, her daughter. We were I, we were planning an event, and she says, "Oh, I think she has graduation that day." I'm like, "Oh, she's graduating high school." She's like, "No, she's graduating eighth grade." And I'm like, "Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> it's not graduation." Did your middle school not do that? My middle school totally did that. Mine did. Oh, I'm yo. pretty sure I skipped. Yeah. Tori and I, Tori and I went to the same middle school. 
and it did not have an eighth grade graduation. Oh, oh we man. Were, we were cheated of this amazing celebration. No. They just kicked us out and said, bye, Felicia. We grew up really close to each other. I went to Clear Creek High. Oh, fun. Yeah. yeah. And now we're reunited for the first time. Mm-hmm. Actually, I guess we're united yeah. for the first time because I never met you before. Just, yeah, I know. We might have competed <laughs> against something. Probably. This kind of goes back to um, what we were talking about earlier with um, hiding their powers. No. Listening to the commentary, they said the fight on the island with their parents was the first time that the kids had really seen their parents. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering, like, did they not know how famous their parents were as superheroes? No. Like, has has Dash been in Bob's little trophy room? No. Like, I feel like that's another thing. Like, they, they... I feel like that's a that's Helen's doing because she knows Dash. If Dash would have been in the trophy room, Dash would have wanted to be just like his dad. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I I keep that's I think that's my biggest. It's not a gripe about the movie. It's just a gripe about the world of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like how if if my parents were secret badasses, mm-hmm. I would want to know. Mm-hmm. Like I would brag about that so hard. Not even gonna joke. But that's why they didn't want them to know. Exactly. Then they would be, yeah, because then they'd be like, hey, you know what? My dad's Mr. Incredible. Fucking come at me. <laughs> My yeah. dad could be up your dad. <laughs> yeah. And then they wouldn't be anonymous. Yeah. And then they'd have to move so much more. <laughs> so many more moves. We, yes. Does this mean we have to move again? Yes. Because yep. you couldn't keep your fucking mouth shut. They could make like a compound of superheroes where they all like live together. Yeah. And yes. they would be and like, big, like an, mansion. You know, easy target. Yeah. Three strikes and you go to the mansion. It's interesting, though, because a lot of superhero movies, they don't go into how much the public would would really hate superheroes. But this like the public has more agency than some of the others. You know, like, um, Mm -hmm. I mean, the public is always off and on hated Spider-Man, but he doesn't ever stop being Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's more prominent in the X-Men movies or whatever. Yeah. Is where you you mainly see that. For sure. The X-Men movies. That fear. Yeah. Because, like, you see them going out on, like, field trips and stuff like that, and, like, sometimes they'll, like, get, you know, side looks or whatever, you know, like, like really sassy side eye just, like, all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. The X-Men tend to, like, Spider-Man's powers are a lot easier to hide than, oh, I have a tail. Yeah. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the X-Men are a, a bigger kettle of fish as far as powers and outward perception goes in Spider-Man. Because, I mean... Spider-Man, we saw it in Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man can choose to not use his powers. Yeah. And we saw that in the first one when Uncle Ben gets killed. Spoilers. Uh, Spider-Man... Oh my gosh, <laughs> Uncle Ben gets killed? What? Sorry, guys. <laughs> no! Sorry to spoil an 18-year-old movie. Huh, Sorry, 17-year-old really movie. really horrible crying scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Every not, time. As bad, not quite as bad as the Dawson <sighs> Creek crying scene. Oh yeah, that's, oh, that's awful. <laughs> <laughs> But close, you know. Yeah. Let's talk directly about sound and soundtrack. Can I talk about power sets? Just like super, super quick. Yeah, let's talk about power sets. Go ahead, Heather. I'm sorry. I just really like, uh, I really like the, um, the realization that the kids have whenever they finally see their parents fighting. You obviously see that that Bob is the muscle, but like it's kind of like where does Elastic Girl fit in? And she's like the fucking sniper dude. She's just like and kicked out of your aircraft like immediately. And it's like what the fuck? So I thought that was really cool because you kind of got to see like their partnering kind of fighting style together. And then uh, the accidental one with Violet and Dash, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she's like created a bubble, 
and it's like, how are you doing that? I have no idea. Okay, well, don't, <laughs> don't stop. stop. And then they just keep going, <laughs> you know, like, it's just like that kind of stuff. I don't know, like, all that shit was really cool. And then, of course, like, the big fight at the end, and they just kind of, like, are trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I just, mm-hmm. I just really like those. And so we had mentioned earlier the pairings and stuff like that it was pretty cool if you just watch the kids faces anytime their parents do anything it's probably because they're seeing it for the first time or they're hearing about something for the first time because mm-hmm. when um the plane explodes and helen becomes a parachute they're mm-hmm. like oh we're not dead mm-hmm. what's mom doing <laughs> look right. up yeah sarah even when she turns herself onto a boat and then dash kicks them to high yeah. speed like towards the island and stuff right and that's another moment where uh violet's just like kind of in a ball regretting yeah. you know i we almost died and it's my fault and she can't help in that situation either so mm-hmm. it's just like okay yeah i'm useless they know about the powers like a little bit because obviously like when they're having that dinner scene where they're fighting you know he breaks the plate with his strength and the mother is like uh-huh. stretching out her arms mm-hmm. yeah they don't know to the extent or yeah. their superhero yeah. identities mm-hmm. okay we can go on to sound stuff now <laughs> Woo, sound <laughs> things you do with your mouth uh pew 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 <laughs> Heather, I have to send you a, a video about um, Stanley not being able to say pew. Oh my god, good. Like he, yes, he, please send he that to me. He couldn't figure out how to make the... He couldn't understand how the words... Like, how to make the words come out of his mouth. That's amazing. It's adorable. <laughs> I think The Incredibles is probably one of the most underrated Pixar soundtracks ever. Hmm. Underrated? Yes, like it got, hmm. it got, it didn't get nominated for an Oscar. Oh, okay. Unlike, unlike Wally and Up, mm-hmm. and uh, Finding Nemo, and I think that's the go-to. Everybody plays The Incredibles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really popular chart. Yeah, top to bottom, it's a great score. It's a it great is. soundtrack. It's mm-hmm. a great score. It's a great theme. Uh, I didn't notice this uh, when Bob comes in from. Uh, bowling uh-huh. he's humming the theme yeah as a yep. fourth wall break uh-huh. i'm like oh yep, yep, why yep. did i never catch that mm-hmm. yeah. but yeah it's 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 freaking catchy and i mean i love the style that they chose for hercules but the score's kind of weak well the hercules uh song got nominated for an oscar uh going the distance it did. Yeah, it didn't win. Yeah, I'll say that the score for Incredibles is stronger than Hercules, but again, Hercules is a musical and has some really strong songs, so I'm okay with the score not being quite as strong. Mm-hmm. Um, it's apples and oranges. It's not. It's not the same. If I'm gonna listen to one over and over, then I'll listen to the Giacchino soundtrack. If I want to sing a little bit in my car, I'm gonna choose Hercules. What's your go-to? That's not. Won't say I'm in love. Like, what's your next one? Go the distance is good. Also, the training song. That's my soul. That one's good too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually hate One Last Hope. Like, I do not like that song. That's true. Um, like the lyrics are the the the, the 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 music itself is fine. I just don't think I like like the words. Like it like the combination of it is it, it annoys me. I, I agree with I agree with Tori. I can't listen to that song, but Which I love one? you know the training one. I don't like the training one, but I love um I won't say oh. I'm in love. Yeah, I love that, that one. I love um, 
I like Zero to, to Hero. I like I love Zero to Hero. I like Go the mm-hmm. Distance. I yeah. I there are several songs that I will sing. Yeah, or listen to. I like um, what is it? Mm-hmm. Gospel mm-hmm. Truth. Like yes. Yeah. We are the muses. <laughs> yeah. I think the muses were the best decision stylistically, music-wise, for that. Yeah. Yes. Like having them be narrators. I wish they would have narrated more. And I think that's an idea they took. Ron Musker and John Clemens were the directors on that. Mm-hmm. And they did Aladdin. Something that got cut from Aladdin was the peddler from the beginning who's uh-huh. singing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was supposed to narrate through the act. The whole thing. Like, oh. yes. Like he was supposed to have a little short song in between the acts. And if you've Glad seen. <laughs> yeah. If you've seen. Um, the third one, Aladdin and the Prince of Thieves. Mm-hmm. He sings a song at the end as they fly away after they get married. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the song that he was supposed to sing at the end of Aladdin. And I think having a musical narrator through at least throughout the beginning is something that they took from Aladdin. And I think it's a, it was a good choice. I think because mm-hmm. I think it fits better here. Yeah, yeah. Because it kind of presents the whole thing as like a play. Yeah, a Greek mm-hmm. play. I mean, I really liked those three fates. So I thought they were the best. <laughs> aside from aside from Hades. <laughs> they said that Hades, if there's a rumor that Hades was modeled after um, Jeffrey Katzenberg because mm-hmm. he left on bad terms and then created DreamWorks mm-hmm. and they hated him anyway. Oh. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> it's kind of funny. And then they just created, like, the sassiest fucking villain there ever was. I love yeah, him, though. <laughs> so funny. And I loved how all of his minions were terrible. Uh-huh. Like, his two main oh, yeah. <laughs> minions, they were, like, wearing Hercules merchandise. Uh-huh. Yeah, pain and panic. Yep. Yeah, and then um, the Titans, when he um, got the Titans to join him, he had to point them towards Olympus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Hades had... Hades had everything working against him. Yeah, poor guy. So he was going know. to lose. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, Syndrome just got too cocky and too vain. Yeah. And he you caught me broke, monologuing. And he uh, wore a cape. Wore a cape. Mm-hmm. He was a he was a victim of fanboy uh, culture. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. He really was. I don't think Syndrome would have liked the Last Jedi. That's just my hot take. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God. Another thing I thought, but this is just kind of like every movie, I was like, why didn't Hades kill Hercules the second he took away his strength? Because for that 24-hour thing, he never agreed that Hercules would be safe. Yeah. He agreed that Meg would be safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, Hades, you're so too you smart time. for this. What are you, what are you doing? Like, yeah. you just, just playing around? That doesn't make a good movie. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> It's probably because he just just kind of like thought he was just like out of it because Mm -hmm. he suddenly wasn't strong. So he was just like, okay, so you're taken care of. Okay, bye. Yeah, yeah. but that was really his mistake because Hercules isn't about physical strength. It's about strength of character. And Hercules had that because he was willing to go the distance. Here's the thing. At that point, he (laughs) thought he had Hercules dealt with because the end goal wasn't to kill Hercules. The end goal Mm -hmm. was to take over Olympus. Mm-hmm. So he just needed Hercules out of the way. So I don't mind that that wasn't his focus, that he didn't need to kill Hercules to make that happen. Oh, but he did need to kill Especially... Hercules in order to make that happen. That's why it didn't happen. Well, I think he said... He but he didn't Cyclone. realize that. He thought he'd be fine. No, but I know. I agree, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he, he ended up sending, like, the dumbest fucking one to go do the job. Yeah. So. <laughs> why did he just meet Pain and Panic 
at some spot. Hades gave him the formula and then he killed the baby. I'm thinking like the gods would have seen Hades do it. Mm-hmm. But no, they didn't even see they didn't even figure out who kidnapped him in the first place. Yeah, they were very slow about that. Yeah, all Pain and Panic had to do was get Hercules off of Mount Olympus. Mm-hmm. Cuz they were all asleep. They waited. Yeah, they <laughs> could have brought they could have brought Hercules to some undisclosed location that wasn't the underworld. Mhm. Hades could have drugged him, then killed him. End of movie, Hades wins. I know, last, I know, I know. But like, initiative. killing a baby would just be like terrible. I mean, I, I understand, but it's, like, it's definitely not a Disney movie. But yeah, it would definitely be, yeah. it would definitely be the faster solution. Yeah. And, and it would have been like a 10 minute movie. It's funny because of his Titan minions, like when he um, got the Titans, one of them froze him, Hades, by accident. Uh-huh. So I'm not even sure that Cyclops was one. the least competent one. I think yeah. the freezing guy was probably the least competent. Yeah. Well, no, and, and uh, Volcano Guy. Uh, ended up putting like yeah. magma and stuff like all on him too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like a you know competition yeah. for which one is the worst. But none of them were particularly yeah. good minions. I think the tornado one was probably the best, <laughs> just because he stayed out of the way and only fucked I mean, up the didn't... people that he meant to fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't really do much because I mean the rock titan broke open the gate and the the lava the lava monster and the ice titan kind of. Just fuck, science, fuck shit up. science, <laughs> Zeus into place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did the tornado one did the absolute most though because they were like everyone's been captured and you're. I was like, how have they captured all That's these right. people? And then the tornado, yeah. it, they were, it was just That's capturing right. everyone. So it's like really, he's That's like right. comp- most competent minion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. And he has the he has he had the highest body count. Highest yeah. body count, precisely <laughs> of trapped people because they, none of them were mm-hmm. were killed, right? They were just trapped. <laughs> yeah, because no. they're gods, they can't die. Yeah. No. Yeah, because the the the, <laughs> the tornado titan sucked him up, and then they were just in chains, which is yeah. very inefficient. Mm-hmm. You see how quickly Hercules sli- sliced through those chains? Oh yeah. Who made those chains? Good question. Oh, and one more thing: we didn't talk about Meg in this episode at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Meg is the only, uh, I think, debatable Nala. She's the only female uh, princess. Air quotes. From the '90s, without sidekicks. Oh, yeah. She wait. She's the only what princess? She's not a princess, right? Air quotes love, princess. Just like say like female, love interest. Yeah. The female protagonist, love interest, yeah. princess, whatever you want to call it. The the fe- the female lead hmm. from '90s. There you go. Without a sidekick. Well, her sidekicks <laughs> are clearly pain and pain and panic <laughs> kind of <laughs> act. No, I'm sometimes kidding, I'm like. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's her weak I mean, ankles. Uh, <laughs> her weak ankles are her sidekicks. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like she wasn't really the focus. So normally in like a princess movie, the princess is the focus, and that's why she has sidekicks. Yeah. But since she's really more of a love interest, I don't think that many love interests have sidekicks. She had backup singers. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> cool, but no. <laughs> Yo, I would watch a Meg movie because I think Meg's story was more interesting than Hercules. In oh, some easily, easily more places. interesting. Um, usually when you watch a film, though, you kind of want it to end in a positive way. And like her yeah. story was so messed up. Like not yeah. only did she sell her soul Such to the devil yeah. for a man, but then he like left her immediately after. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, here's the way you paint it, though. You paint um, the, the, the guy as uh the bad guy and you paint hades as the salvation mm-hmm. hades mm-hmm. could be like disguised yeah. as some nice guy and then at the yeah. end uh he's revealed to be hades and she's like well 
you've been better to me than anybody else. I'm just going to, you know, stick with you. Mm-hmm. Roll credits. Yeah, I think that would be great. I would... Oh, and then as a stinger, she's, you know, she's going to see the River Guardian. Yeah, that could be like her first mission or something. Mm-hmm. Let's wrap this up. Do we have anything else before we vote? I see a which would be a better 3D experience. That's left over from, a... the other, from another episode. Yeah. But for, for Shiggles, which would be a better 3D experience? Incredibles, hands down. I don't know, because you could do a lot of depth stuff with that. Um... I feel well, like if okay. you did it... depends it depends with the animation style, too. Yeah. yeah. I think Incredibles definitely lends itself to 3D. Yeah. Um, for sure. And I think if you were going to do Hercules as 3D, it would lean on some of the more gimmicky, like, your things are falling in your face or things are being thrown at your face i was thinking of when like there are when they're in uh or like at olympus and stuff like that and like the like big reveal or like when it all goes to like nighttime or even like the fight like it was mainly olympus is what i was thinking of but Mm -hmm. yeah like everything else would be fucking gimmicky as fuck yeah yeah but they're rarely at olympus and mm-hmm. not not much else in that movie lends itself Ooh, or to the underworld. Yeah, but they're not in the underworld much either. Yeah, so. literally everywhere that isn't like Earth. <laughs> yeah, would be Earth great. is boring. But they're always at which Earth, could have so. which could have added a little bit to the movie, the mundane versus the you know the fantastic. Because mm-hmm. they already glow, so might as well be more. <laughs> which is a point that I wrote down for the Incredibles. Huh? Go yeah, the mundane versus the incredible. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, Yes. That's another pun. <laughs> I think we're up to six. We ready to make the tough choice? Yes. I'm ready. I don't think it's that tough. Okay, Erica, you first. I'm just picking which one I think is better, right? Yes, and then saying why. Which one do you think goes on to the next round? The Incredibles! Ooh, okay, now yeah. why? Why? The Incredibles, I think, is just arguably a better movie overall. And it's more fun. I think it's more relatable. And I think it has, like... I mean, the whole way through The Incredibles, I really enjoyed it more versus like Hercules throughout the whole movie. I'm sort of questioning and I'm like, oh, Hades should have killed him. I don't buy that. And what this <laughs> Seder guy doing? So there, I was just not really as into that film as I was mm-hmm. into The Incredibles, which also has like a better family dynamic. And there's just so much more to The Incredibles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm going to add on more to my answer after I hear all of yours. <laughs> <laughs> Heather, what's your pick? Y'all always go before me. Don't make me go before you. Changing it up today. Heather, what's your pick? Oh, God, I feel so uncomfortable. Uh... Heather is the Daniel Radford of the podcast. She's she's someone on Movie Fights who hates having to pick a winner. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. So exactly, Heather. That's me. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to have to go with The Incredibles just because I think the, the story of it is told smoother and also has like more in-depth things to keep your interest and stuff like that like hercules is way more like straightforward but like with the incredibles there's more to like kind of dig into mm-hmm. and i appreciate that that's a great answer mm-hmm. she was just copying <laughs> me that's why she picked the incredibles <laughs> well i mean erica's so cool so i mean i might as well <gasps> you're so cool heather <laughs> oh my god oh my god y'all are adorbs <laughs> you too Grace. <laughs> Grace, what's your pick? My pick is also The Incredibles. I do love Hercules, but going back to my... If I was stuck in a room and could watch one movie over and over, it would be The Incredibles and not Hercules. It would take up a lot more time of you being stuck in that room, too. (laughs) That's also true. The Incredibles is just Mm -hmm. way longer. Surprise, surprise, I'm also picking The Incredibles. Shocker. (laughs) Because... 
it there there's so much more to dissect about um the incredibles there's it has i feel like it has a lot more depth to it mm-hmm. as far as storytelling and characters and the score is fantastic and the score mm-hmm. makes me want to be a better person mm-hmm. uh yeah and, <laughs> that's true yeah so Relatable. that's a unanimous yeah that's a unanimous like four person yeah sweet incredibles going on holy shit yeah we haven't done that since we said home on the range was the worst Oh my god, fuck that movie. Jeez. That movie is terrible. How about The Range is a great film? What are you guys talking about? Oh my god. What are you talking about? <laughs> Don't instigate. Hold on, let's, let's time stone back the podcast. Super psychedelic cow, when, you said, okay. when you said Hercules was in the bottom three to, of movies of the 1990s, I immediately looked up when Home on the Range came out. It came out in 2004. Out? Just so everyone's clear. Okay. God, that came out in 04, yes. and it was still that bad? Same year as The Incredibles. Just saying. Is it really? Yeah, 2004 is The Incredibles. It is. <laughs> wow. A whole new level of low. Yep. Good job, Disney. Wow. They had a very low, and then, like, the best. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it might have been because they were focusing their resources on The Incredibles. Different studios. Oh, yeah. Well, they're Pixar. Pixar. Was, was, uh, nah. Yeah, I actually never even yeah. saw Home of the Range, so I don't even know what all this, you know. Oh, you about. should. <laughs> we created a drinking game for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah let's yeah. say we did drinking Disney, right? So just <laughs> drink yeah. the whole time. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, that segue though. Yeah. Um, what do you got? Speaking of drunken Disney, um, <laughs> drunken Disney for Hercules. Drink anytime a song starts. Drink anytime there's a bad joke or pun from the sidekicks, Pain and Panic. Yeah. Drink anytime there's a reference to Greek mythology. Very cool. So like the montage, keep yeah. keep it handy. Yep. 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 Phil's whole song, yep, that whole thing. And even Zero to Hero. And Zero to Hero. Like some of the a lot of his fights. Yep. That's accurate, quote unquote. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Going on to round four is the Incredibles. Woo! What else is in round four so far? I forget what's going up against what, but so far, Wally and Mulan have also moved on. Thank you, Erica, for joining us. Thank you for joining us. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's great having you. It's great being here. Do you have anything to plug? I don't know. The GNC commercial I just did, that's everywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm in every GNC store across the nation. I'm on the poster for Slim Vance. Nice. Ooh, nice. I'm going to go look that's, that up right that's now. That's me. So. Yeah. <laughs> Are you on social uh, media? Your IMDb. Your... Or... Dude, that would be better. I, I should have thought about this. Yeah, my IMDb. Check me out. Uh, Erica Allsites. You spell my name A-L-L-S-E-I-T-Z. Yeah. You can go Ooh. follow me on Twitter, too. I'll follow you back. Just write to mm. me, message me that you're from the, the podcast. Outstanding. Perfect. Thank you. We'll bring you back when we get to the, uh, like the, the final. Showdown. The, the, once we get into the the, the mm-hmm, ends mm-hmm, of the mm-hmm. the bracket when we absolutely are screaming at each other that we can't choose these movies we'll, yes can't wait we'll tag you guys in mm-hmm. awesome put them in coach you can follow us on most social media on facebook <laughs> at facebook.com slash disney versus and on twitter at disney bs Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a five-star review and let us know what you think. 
if you leave us a five-star review and a comment we will uh read what you say on air as long as you're not awful (laughs) the worst you can also subscribe and follow us on google play music where you can give us 6.184 heroes out of three out of three (laughs) okay (laughs) is that a specific number i'm wondering how often i repeat the same numbers because i just pull them out of my butt so like i'm sure there's multiple 11.5s hashtag butt numbers as always, Thank you as always, thanks for listening, and and we will see you guys next episode. Bye. 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 Bye.